Welcome into the Joshua Perry Show here on Thursday, August 1st, 2019. I am Dave Biddle. This podcast is, of course, starring former Ohio State linebacker, national champion, captain, and NFL player Joshua Perry. Joshua, always great to talk some football with you, especially with camp kicking off for the Buckeyes tomorrow. I know. This is like one of the most exciting times of the year for me. Uh, you know, I get all kinds of emotions, that pit in your stomach, nervousness you get when camp's coming up. But here we are. Football is basically back. We're going to have a lot of good news, a lot of stories coming out. And it'll be exciting watching this new look, new name team uh, going and, and competing during training camp and then obviously when the season starts. I can't wait to hear some of the stories. Let's get into it. Let's start on the offensive side of the ball. Um, what do you think the coaches are going to be focused on the most, not just tomorrow for the first day, but just you know throughout camp? Like, What do you feel like the, the offensive coaches are really going to be focused on? For the offensive coaches, I think it's going to come down really to two things. It's number one, developing an offensive line. And I think that there have been some questions. I think they're getting answered more and more as time goes on. But uh, you still kind of wonder what that line is going to look like. And I think they'll be fine. I think Coach Stud has a little bit of fire under his ass. And I've said it a number of times on this show, but I'll say it again. Um, you know, he's the guy that I saw at the Woody, and he was making sure that his guys were watching tape in the dead of the summer, um, making sure that the starting O-line at the Ohio State was going to live up to the standard. So um, watching those guys come together is going to be huge. I think Jonah Jackson's a big addition. Uh, it, you know, it gives them a little bit more – um, it, it makes the O-line a little bit more solid there. So uh, watching those guys develop and how they play and that tenacity and nastiness that they're going to need to have is huge. But obviously the big storyline is Justin Fields. We know he's going to be the starter. It's just a matter of time before he's officially named. But how does this guy really look? You know, we keep hearing it. He's a mix between Braxton Miller and, and, and Dwayne Haskins, and he's got that running ability. Although he's not as rugged as JT, he's fast, he's this and he's that. You know, you hear a bunch of different things about the guy, and now you're wondering what does it really look like for this offense. So uh, kind of seeing that evolution, what does he look like throwing the ball down the field, how much are they actually going to run him, which you know as a young quarterback they're going to have him run a little bit. I'm curious to see exactly how it all comes together. Now the beautiful thing for us, uh, you know, as a former player, I'm going to be down there as much as I want, but there is going to be uh, media availability for a full practice at some point during summer camp, and that's going to be awesome because we'll really get a good look. Um, you guys are probably more polished at iterating uh, what's really going on, how it all comes together than I am. But, um, you know, as media members and fans and, and the whole deal, it'll be good to see uh, what everything's looking like and how it's coming together. Yeah, I'm pretty damn excited about the fact that uh, we're going to get to, to watch some practices, including, you know, parts of tomorrow's practice. Uh, as you mentioned, there's going to be a day we get to watch the entire practice which I believe is this coming Tuesday. Uh, so, yeah, I'm pretty jazzed about that for sure. Uh, before we move on to the defensive side of the ball, Mr. Perry, um, what are maybe some other stories or just uh, insights you can pass along on the offensive side of the ball for the Buckeyes? Yeah, I think the offense right now, um, wide receiver is going to be a great position. I think there's a ton of skill there. And we saw what Brian Hartline was able to do stepping into a role as the full-time wide receiver coach. And he coaches those guys really, really hard. He was a former player, obviously, so he knows what it means to be a wide receiver at The Ohio State University. Uh, kind of one other question I have is the running back depth. What is that room going to look like? Uh, J.K. Dobbins is going to have a ton on his shoulders, and he was a guy, obviously, that we've seen perform extremely well, uh, although last year we probably wanted a little bit more out of the running game. Additionally, you got to ask the question, what's the backup situation going to be like? 
I think Master Teague is a guy who's going to be able to go out there and, and perform really well, be a little bit of a change-up. But after that, there's kind of some question marks. So uh, I kind of want to see what the running back room does. But overall, I think I'm excited for this offense. I think they're going to do very well. Um, early on, we all should expect some bumps in the road, again, with the new starting quarterback, kind of some new coaches coming together. So, you know, things might start off a little bit slower than we want them to, but um, you know, by midseason, definitely by the end of the year, I think this offense is going to be one that everybody's proud of. All right, number 37, your side of the ball, the defense. What do you think the coaches are going to be focused on the most during camp? Yeah, just, you know, implementing that new system, making sure guys are cool with the personnel groupings, making sure that they're understanding the scheme and all the calls that are involved with the defense. Now, um, it's very simple, and I was sitting in the defensive room with uh, Greg Madison and one of the defensive assistants, uh, last week, and just kind of looking through the call sheet, uh, a lot of stuff that I saw when I was playing in the league, and it's all very simple stuff. It puts athletes in a position to make plays. And one of the things that Coach Madison said that really stuck out to me was, you know, when you don't have the athletes and you don't have the caliber of player, you have to get a little bit fancy. So that means you have to slant the D-line and you have to move a ton of pieces around to kind of disguise what you're doing and hide it from the offense. He said with these guys, obviously there's going to be a little bit of gamesmanship, but the D-line, they get to just go. They get to go up the field. They get to wreak havoc, and then they let the linebackers play. And then the back end gets to clean them up if anything gets out of there. And that's exciting for me. Uh, We talk about personnel. Of course, the D-line, you're you're feeling pretty strong about that. Outside and inside, there's great personnel. Chase Young is looked at as one of the best college football players for this upcoming season. Jonathan Cooper is a fifth-year guy who's got – really high expectations in terms of leadership and what he can do when you look in the interior of the line. B.B. Uh, Landers, Davon Hamilton, Tommy Togiai, and the like. I mean, all of those guys are getting just a ton of noise surrounding them, so I think we're good there. Step into the linebacker room, of course, my favorite room, the question marks. You know, people are wondering if the guys that we saw last year are really taking those steps that we need them to. Are they really going to be – who we need them to be in this defense. And I think the answer is going to be yes. I think the defense allows them to show off what they do best. Um, You know, I use the analogy, if you ask me as a player at Ohio State to go out there and play man-to-man every single down without a lot of help, I wasn't going to be a very good player. Now, if you let me play some zone, get some vision, um, you know, you give me a few simple keys, I can go out there and make plays like I did. And I think that's what these guys are going to be able to do as well. Um, Then when you look at the back end with that bullet position, Um, You know, you're talking Brendan White, but I've been hearing that there are some other guys who could possibly hop in that rotation there. Um, And then you've got the safety position, which I think is going to be very strong. Uh, Jordan Fuller is going to be the leader there, obviously, but you've got Sean Wade, who's a guy actually who could play um, outside corner, inside corner, and safety, if you ask me, who's going to be a very good player. And then Josh Proctor and some other guys they've been talking about lately. Um, On the outside, Damon Arnett's kind of the guy there with Jeffrey Okuda, um, you know, being the really talented, kind of younger player who's coming of age and it's his time to show out with what he can do. So I'm personally excited about this side of the ball. I know some people are still kind of waiting to see and they want to see if it's, you know, everything we're talking about and what we're anticipating. But for me, I just feel like the, the staff that they put together and the way that they wanted to play the players this year, it's going to be super exciting and I think just a really good position for everybody. And just one more thing about the defense. Um, everybody wants to know about middle linebacker. I imagine that you know Coach Day and, and then you know the entire defensive staff, really, <laughs> more so the defensive coaches than Coach Day, who is a lot like Coach Tressel and 
Urban, where he kind of lets his defensive coaches do their thing, of course. Uh, so they probably won't know a few weeks into camp, um, I imagine. But what are you hearing about middle linebacker? Do you think uh, it's still tough Borland's job to lose? Do you think they might rotate? What are you hearing about Taraja Mitchell? And just maybe anything else you're hearing that's interesting on the defensive side of the ball. Yeah, I mean, as it stands right now, I believe Tuff is the lead starter. Now, all those things can change as you get into camp and as they figure out other personnel groupings that they want to roll with. To me, I feel like there is going to be a rotation. And the one thing you can't discount is Tuff has worked hard as hell, um, especially in the face of, you know, adversity and people saying that he's not a great player, et cetera. He's come to work every day, and they have a huge appreciation for that. Um, The fact of the matter is he is a very good defender against the run. Um, we've seen him, when he's fully healthy, be able to get sideline to sideline as well, and let's not forget about that. But Taraj is a young guy. He's really learning the game and getting comfortable there, and he's the better athlete. He's he's a very talented player, so it's hard to keep a guy like that off the field. But you can't take away the leadership and the respect that Tuff has earned. So, uh, to me, I feel like a rotation probably is in the works there. Um, to what degree or what situations are going to do it, I can't tell you right now. But overall, I think you're in a very good position where you have uh, for sure, five to six linebackers that you could roll out there. And what that does for you is you can mess with personnel groupings. But also, you know, games are long. And I remember we would play Indiana, for example. We have 106 snaps on defense. Well, it's good to be able to rotate guys in there for a series or two just to give your starters a blow. And they can be at uh, maximum capacity when you get to the end of the game. So having that ability to be able to rotate guys and know that you can count on probably five to six guys in that room uh, makes it a little bit easier to call a defense as a coordinator. I want to completely switch gears and ask you a recruiting question. Um, the situation with um, Bijan Robinson, I don't know how much you followed this, but it's really irrelevant how much you followed that closely. The five-star running back from Tucson, Arizona, um, you know, we got, you know, for those that don't know out there, you know, we got word that uh, a few weeks ago that Bijan Robinson had given Ohio State's coaches the silent verbal, someone might say the, the dreaded silent verbal, where he told them he was definitely going to be a Buckeye, but keep it under wraps. And then this past Saturday, so that was like four or five weeks ago. And then uh, he was going to make his announcement, you know, early in August. Then this past Saturday, he, he called, and I give him credit, I give the young man credit for picking up the phone and calling, um, and not just texting, but he called Ohio State staff and talked to certain people over there and told them, I am not going to be a Buckeye. I'm, I'm, you know, he didn't say where he's going, but it sounds like it's probably Texas, maybe USC. Um, and, but they were blindsided by it. They wished the young man well. My question for you, though, like how often from your experience do you think something like that happens, where not just a kid's like favoring a school, where he, but where he flat out tells a staff, like, okay, I am definitely coming, and then for whatever reason, like however many days later, weeks later, he does a complete 180 and changes his mind. Is this pretty rare what we're seeing with Bijan Robinson, or do you think this happens quite a bit? Probably a little bit more common than um, than you would think. And I, I think especially now uh, where, you know, things change so quickly in society just in general. But, um, you know, when you look at it, it's interesting how a kid can be so – gung-ho and into a school and then all of a sudden he wants to go somewhere else and I feel like recruits are very impressionable um, as all young people are and so when you get a coach somewhere else that might be selling you a dream or you know they might be kind of you know maybe negative recruiting the school that you're really thinking about interesting to see how that works Um, I wanted to say on that topic uh, I've heard a lot of people on Twitter etc saying that you know Tony Alford's not a great recruiter the seventh third And what I'll tell you about him is he is a great recruiter. And the reason why he is is because he's one of the most honest coaches you'll ever meet. And so I think if 
kids get turned off by uh, Tony Alford or people negative recruit Tony Alford, it would probably be because he is too honest and he's very straightforward. And he's a guy that would never lie to a recruit. And so I think some kids like being lied to. And I'm not saying this is a situation. I'm just saying overall in recruiting. Um, they don't like honest coaching. They, they can't handle tough coaching. It's not a negative thing because there are a lot of coaches that get the job done without necessarily being tough. Um, but for for folks who think that he, you know, lost one in recruiting, maybe not doing a great job, I would venture to say that he gets the right kids in because they gel with his personality and they can take hard coaching and they like honesty. And so if he misses on a kid because they say, hey, you know, Tony Alford might be this kind of coach, doesn't gel with you, or, you know, they don't get along personality-wise, I think it's probably better off because not everybody can handle being coached by a guy like him who's going to be, you know, down your throat all the time. He's going to pat you on the back when you deserve it, but he's a guy who's going to be straight up every single snap, every single play is going to get after you. He gets after other coaches. He gets after all of his players. And I think there's something to be said about uh, a player who comes and wants to be coached like that.